Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Rich, could you tell me about Car and Classic, but in 90s Eurobeat? No problem. If you want to sell your car, get a slice of the action. You can choose a normal ad or an online auction. Doesn't matter what you sell, a Fiat or a Beetle. Every month your ads in front are for a million people. Ooh, car and classic, ooh, it's so fantastic. Ooh, car and classic, ooh, it's so fantastic. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by carandclassic.com. Fantastic. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. The listeners of this podcast never cease to amaze me with what they latch on to as funny and (laughs) <laughs> what they want to keep talking about. And I say this because no no name falls suspension bike guy. I mean, I get messages on social media about who he is or another one of his mates or here's my version of what you were talking about in my local town. Loads, loads and loads yeah. and loads. There's some quite dangerous dicey rides as well uh possibly drug fueled a couple of the ones i've seen where they (laughs) you do the whole slip off the pedals thing and basically chin yourself on the bar and you go into that like (laughs) you still you're still holding on to the bars but the legs are fully out behind you know like really early land speed record attempts on motorcycles Where you, where the legs are fully horizontal, and you're usually wearing swimming trunks and just small goggles. Well, it, it's kind of like that. I can imagine no name full suspension bike guy trying a bit of that in the summer, the giddy summer nights where he's fully weeded. Wasn't up. there a viral video of a guy on a sort of you know Tour de France spec downhill mountain, you know somewhere like Mont Ventoux, uh, doing exactly that, going full 1920s land speed record. With his legs, like supermaning, basically. Oh yeah, you are. You're, you're supermaning. And then you're overtaking so overtaking everybody. Yeah. Well, it's good because when they did it back in the twenties, I, I sort of feel like they did it because they they knew there was something in aerodynamics. They just hadn't fully figured it out. Exactly. That. It wasn't scientific so much as done by kind of feel. Exactly. The same as taking opium. They knew there was something in it. They just weren't quite quite sure whether it was good, bad, a terrible idea. Well, it's just, I always like those when someone had discovered some new way to get intoxicated and there's that period where it's not illegal because the law hasn't caught up with the state of the drug's art. And so it's perfectly fine to take, you know, laudanum or something or cocaine or something in 1901. And then suddenly the authorities go, hang on a minute. This could lead to trouble, but it takes a while for the law to catch up. And in that moment, everybody is just perfectly legally off their heads. Yeah. Not everybody. 
Usually in, usually in, in, in gentlemen clubs and places like that. Yes. Because <laughs> you have to be quite well healed in order to find such things. Yeah, probably. Like tea that comes from, an, um, from China it costs you a bit more because of the travel. Yeah. It's all of that stuff, isn't it? And all of that. Yeah. It's all that. Yeah. Yeah, well-travelled drugs and all that. I, um, do you know what I wrote down? I wrote down aggressive Ford STs. And the reason why I wrote that down is I forgot to say the other week when I, when I had my... Just after my birthday, I, t- mm. I took the kids away to um, a downtrodden seaside town for the weekend. <laughs> and, um, and it was really quite cold and miserable. <laughs> but uh, Also, the hotel was not as described. But besides all of that... <laughs> <laughs> I really, Why? I'm really selling it. Was it was more on fire than you expected. It was just not very good, and the room was okay. incredibly small. Not as uh. I ordered a family room, and I'm thinking a family of what? Um, so <laughs> field mice. Yeah, there was a bit of that, but nevertheless, um, the the draw of the peer amusements was there, yeah. and we hadn't done it for some time, so. Daddy, Daddy, you love a, a dismal British seaside. Town, I do love it. I do love a dismal seaside town in Britain. I do, and it was it was incredibly windy. Um, it was puffer mm, jacket territory, and not indoors, yeah. outdoors. Yeah, uh, not a rap video. And um, Daddy just wheeled out the big guns, bags of two pence pieces, bags, and we even went on some bad driving simulators. But. Um, Crucially, other things. And notice that the, the seafront, albeit was very quiet because out of season and terrible mm. weather. Mm. And, and a high quantity of aggressively driven um, Fiesta STs. A couple of, oh. fo- of foci, might have seen one Mondeo, but they were all STs, all being driven mm. unnecessarily hard in between the speed ramps. Because, yes. you know, there's a speed ramp and then there's a gap of, I don't know, 50 metres, 80 metres. Um, well, let me guess, did they all have to slow to half a mile an hour for the speed ramps because they aggressively lowered the suspension to an impractical level? There was that. And also a lot of them were five up. So obviously you have, you have to factor in the five upness, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it did make me giggle because there were some people kind of trying to peacock a bit, but it wasn't quite yeah. working in between the speed ramps. Wait, now hang on, I'm surprised. You're saying five up. Mm. Were they all five up or were some of them just a bloke and then in the passenger seat a very, very bored-looking young woman? There was, um, I would say, half half and half. Half guy in the seat. Because that's your classic as well, isn't it? It is your classic. And also the driver of the car with the bored girlfriend. Um, mm. He is either absolutely massive or so wispy and small, you're questioning whether he's 18 or 17 and yes. he can drive. There's yes. nothing in between. Nothing. Yeah. It's remarkable. And if he's quite wispy, sometimes has done something to the seats in the car, so <laughs> they're on the floor, which just seems to magnify his slightness. And so it, you basically, you can only see a haircut going past with a man somewhere beneath it's it. It's exactly that. It lo- It's like... It, it's like imagining a stoat driving a car listening to Pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. There's nothing like the thwocky beats of Pendulum yep. in an aggressively lowered hot hatchback in a dismal seaside town. Yeah, but of course, you've got to have the window cracked down for A, to, to proclaim the music. 
but B, yeah. one of you might be smoking or vaping, so you've got the whole cloud coming out of the top of the window saga. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, it's pissing with rain, so you don't want the window fully down because you're because nobody <laughs> wants wet upholstery. It's just so sad and and no. annoying. But yeah, so it was it was it was good fun, as I've just painted the picture of it being just definite fun <laughs> and, uh, and fun <laughs> but come the, on children we're having fun we 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 did uh, the day after we did end up visiting a model village and you know you know the love i have and the fascination i have for model I villages know. it won't it won't it won't guys listen Johnny, i know sweet sweet micro listen, scale there's urban a, environment <laughs> there's a fascination there's a talent for minutiae it's all about minutia. Min- it's yeah. all about minutia. <laughs> Come, children, let us take in some minutia. But I noticed in this model village, this was a good one. I've been to it a number of times. And mm. um, are you allowed to say? I, I can see no reason why not. Where you were? Which coastal town were you in? Great Yarmouth. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a quite, classic of the genre. It was a windswept place. Um, yeah, yeah. It's very grey out to sea there as well, isn't it? It's very. It's not the sea that even on a boiling hot day I want to take my clothes off and dive into. It's just not that kind of sea. No offence. <laughs> well, it's the North Sea, isn't it? Which is of one of the cruelest of the seas, I would say. I'd say so. So I, we, we went to the model village, and it's a quality model village. Um, mm. It's called Merryvale. I think it's called Merryvale. And there's a penny arcade next to it, a vintage penny arcade. So all the arcade machines take the old school huge pennies, a little Victorian era almost. Oh, okay. There's some great stuff in there. But in the model village, I noticed the car game was weak. Oh. Um, I think they switch out cars and people during different seasons because they repaint them or restore them because, of of course, the British climate's quite hard on model villages. Mm. But Mm. there was an awful lot of fairly generic cars. In fact... I, I, I did take a number of photos, and I was going to put them on social media, but then I thought this could be overkill because I took a lot of photos. So, so I, I haven't. Uh, well, for our patrons, I'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll put some photos up if you really care. But I noticed. I'm, I'm going to assume at least some of our audience does. I think some of our audience might care, but um, there was an awful lot of like Audi Q7s. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know, which is disappointing. Bit too but modern. At least they're identifiable as a car, though. I thought you were going to say they're just like generic, as in it was sort of no name, off brand. Like all the cars were out of insurance adverts on the telly. Oh, no, no, it no. It looks a bit like a Clio, but they've done something to it for legal reasons. No, no, it, was, it wasn't that. And, um, and actually, on the way to the model village, when we were walking, I said to the kids, let's go down some side streets just off the off the seafront just to see what the what the town's really like and <laughs> we found this absolutely amazing single cab pickup ford ranger you know the low two-wheel drive low ranking one yeah old school kind of like well not old, that old school early 2000s perhaps and it was white yeah. it was white at local some point. council mower transport yeah that they don't need to go off-road that yeah. that so there was one of those on the on the on the on the um side of the road and i took a photo it was so covered in algae it it almost looked green not white but it oh. had, the algae had been there for so long that people had written in the algae 
So obviously on the driver's door, it says something like, I wish my missus was this dirty. Textbook. Someone had written, fuck me, on the front wing, which I thought was unusual, because why yeah. would you on the front wing anyway? Um, fuck me, or fuck me, <clears throat> exclamation mark, fuck me, question mark, or just, just well, fuck me on its own? Let's just have a look. Hang on. I've got, I did take a photo. No, it just is, it just is fuck me. And then on the bottom of the driver's door, in the corner, I can't quite work it out from the photo I took. It either says, oh, exclamation mark, halal, or it says, oh, anal. I can't remember which one. <laughs> can't. But there's an exclamation mark after the O. I think it's O-H, exclamation mark, and then it either says halal oh. or anal. Whichever way you look at it. Things that you shouldn't get confused, but interesting either way. I just want to know who drives around in the Algal Ranger, because it's so Algal. (laughs) It's so Algal. Here he comes, the Algal Ranger. (laughs) It's so... Gonna mow a municipal cricket pitch. (laughs) That's it. I'm gonna smoke the dirty rollies and wear army surplus trousers all year round. <laughs> Do you know what he will be? He will be good mates with no name full suspension bike guy. Oh yeah. They will roll one another's six Absolutely. for each other, won't they? I mean maybe he is no name suspension guy. Maybe he is suspension mountain bike guy. Because yeah. that would explain some things. I don't know, but no, you're right. Probably mates. They're mates, aren't they? Because if you're mowing the municipal tree, and it's not ride on mower, no. I mean, maybe he's maybe he's got a trailer. It might have, it might like, have a dirty maybe. little zero steer job. I do quite like the dirty yeah. little zero steer on a trailer behind the behind the two wheel drive low low rise range. <laughs> low rise. He's yeah. he's but he's got hand you know sort of just normal electric. No, he wouldn't be there. The petrol mowers. Oh, be, in the be back. fuel, be fuel. Yeah, there's big, a load of jerry jam. cans in the back. Badly secured jerry cans in the back. That's right. And and he's off to another municipal area he is but he's got it's a, you can kind of set your own schedule with that i think can't you that kind of job maybe i don't know i like but i feel like he could yeah. what i'm saying is he could spend a good amount of time just leaning on a mower handle chatting shit with no name for suspension mountain bike going. oh completely and for they'll take about an hour and a half um tea break um trying to work out where they're going to score from tomorrow <laughs> night because you know those are the sort of important things in their life going on where, where, where are we going to score to and stuff like that yeah no i i really and 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 when we got to the model village i've just found there was a there was a little car dealership in the model village oh i think uh, you sent me a picture of this we, is this with the turntable spinning a little bit too fast Ye- bit too fast yeah yeah so you know the revolving plinth in the in the window i'm, I'm actually bringing it up on my phone now because if the scale speed like if that was full size yeah it would have been it, it was sort of going at about oh 30 miles an hour yeah yeah i mean <laughs> definitely you'd have broken a leg trying to get on it while it was in motion oh completely so there's a lady on the or you know a little model lady on the on the bonnet and she's <laughs> she's not in a great way i'd say she's gonna she's gonna feel nauseous and then there was a, a, I will forward this video to patrons. There's what I think, a Peugeot, Peugeot 407? Yeah, Peugeot 407 next to a Jag XK with a body kit. So it could be an XKR, um, mm. a Mini 1, and then a couple of Q7s just littered about the place. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I have to just bring this up before I forget. Talking of turntables, uh-huh. and last week we were talking about a, a a rugby lad in a nightclub spilling a tray of drinks for reasons I can't remember oh, onto yeah. the dance floor and causing a sort of it was diagonal running was based foam party. Yeah. Um, 
a chap who calls himself Draw with Dan on our YouTube comments said my mate was once heavily sick on the turntable <laughs> dance floor in the floating ship nightclub Tuxedo Princess in Newcastle. I think quite uh, a famous venue. Tuxedo Princess. The sight of the sick gradually spreading across the moving floor and various clubbers losing traction and being <laughs> slow motion ejected from the turntable was something truly beguiling to behold. Oh, that's what awful. A, what a beautiful image that paints of that oh, the legendary nightclub. The tuxedo. I don't know, is it still there? I think it's gone now, hasn't it? Tuxedo Princess. Someone will. I've never been to a fast. floating nightclub. Did you never go to the infamous Volkswagen boat party at the Geneva Motor Show? No, I never did. Did you? I went to one. They stopped it soon after. Nothing to do with me. Yeah, was it sick on a revolving dance floor that came out of your mouth? No, but I do remember there was there was some sort of. It was one of those ones. It's. I mean, it was kind of. I guess normally it was a kind of floating nightclub or restaurant or both. But it used to be famously for years at the Geneva Motor Show every year. Fiat would rent this boat and have a massive party on it. And then I think at some point somebody in Turin went, "Why are we spending all this money just to get freeloaders drunk?" So they stopped and Volkswagen stepped in and started doing it instead. And I think I went to the very last one they ever had before they too went, what the fuck are we doing? This is completely stupid because it can't have been cheap because anyone knows that Geneva's not a cheap place. And when the motor show's in town, all the prices mysteriously go up. Oh, ridiculous. So hotel rooms are suddenly like 900 quid a night. Ridiculous. But yeah, it was just, it was one of those things where you just go, think everybody on this boat has had a little bit too much to drink. It's just, and, it, and it's that odd sense where sometimes you go, oh, I think, oh, I've had a bit too much to drink. Oh, no, it's the boat. The boat it's is the boat. just gently moving. It's the it's, boat. It's fine. Yeah. So, um, God, I, have, yeah, I remember of, walking around Geneva a while ago now. It would have been quite a lot. With another, I don't think it was with you. It was with another journalist. We'd, we, we'd, got, we'd arrived late and we thought, we'd just have a little walk before bed down by the river and stuff. I think it's a lake. Sorry, a lake. No, there was a river as well, wasn't there? Is there? Is there? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I suppose the lake's got it's to a bit fill up tired. somewhere. I, I assumed it was glacial runoff. <laughs> but, uh... Glacial, we've all been there. The um, <laughs> Outside this posh hotel was a Bugatti Veyron. And as we were walking mm. closer to it, neither me or the other journalist said anything. And then a Hyundai Equus pulled up behind it. Ooh. And we both went, oh, Hyundai Equus. <laughs> Because because you can't get them in Europe, and we were a bit, bit like, no. oh yeah, no, that's a that's a twenty point spot straight away. Fuck the Veyron. Well, all over I mean, shop. Veyron's fine. I mean, interesting and obviously mm. seldom seen. But I was a bit like I, by that point, I guess I was a bit over them. I was a bit like, yeah, yeah, just a mm. fast TT with more cylinders. But uh, oh, high on the Equus. Yeah, that's about as sums up, doesn't it? We met at the Geneva Motor. I know we've said this before, didn't we? That's where we met. I'm sure of it. I thought we met at the Goodwood Revival. Oh, uh, yeah, we might have done. I think we met at the Goodwood Revival and we ended up, didn't we go, we walked down the lane to, there was like a sort of open air bar thing with hay bales to sit on, as there always is at stuff like that. And you somehow badgered me into drinking a pint of really strong cider. Ah, that's right. I think that's a good idea, wasn't it? Because I don't really like cider and you were absolutely adamant that if I, even if I didn't like cider, I would like this. It was quality gear. quite giddy. I think it was, yeah. yeah. The, the sort, of, sort of leaves in it. The no-name full suspension bike guy in me came out that night. Well, I don't know. He'd just probably have a, a sort of plastic two-litre bottle of Thatcher's, wouldn't he? Or he'd have, a, he'd have a can of, I actually, I never sent, I took a photo of it in the supermarket the day before yesterday. I've never sent it to you. 
It was the strangest name of of, of semi no name energy drink. Here we go. It's oh. called Dark Thunder Zero <laughs> Blast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got there's a lot to take in though. there's a lot to take in that's why I, I was confused I read it three times and then I thought I'm going to take a picture Dark Thunder, Thunder Zero Blast and okay. if you imagine the there's a big capital T like a Thor I reckon a rip off Thor T mm. and it's got sailor tattoo style rope inscripted around it and then Celtic and then sort of Celtic jagged pat- patterns coming out from behind where it says dark thunder i've got no idea what right. i think it's zero sugar which is why it's called zero blast ah, okay yeah the zero i was wondering about yeah i think it's aldi's own brand of naughty naughtiness but it says it's mixed citrus flavored energy drink with <laughs> taurine caffeine pre- barely any vitamins and sweeteners taurine which, and caffeine in it jeez oh, but is it in a big can oh yeah a uh, tall fat can yeah yeah no name full suspension bike guy he'll have three of those just before mowing some municipal lords <laughs> and licking his lips like mad i was reading last week about some four loco do you know about this in america hmm? american listeners will be well aware of this but um a sort of it was and it isn't anymore because they made it illegal it's a boozy energy drink what's it called full loco Four loco, four loco, four as in the number four, and then loco, l o k o. Yeah, and I think it was like twelve percent originally, but so it's like, and it's in a fat can. What? So you're having a big fat can of wine, essentially. It's that sort of strength, <laughs> but it's also got taurine and caffeine in it. Oh, or my. it did do. Oh my! There were loads of cases of students, particularly because obviously, it's, you know, it appeals to the 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 kind of power drinking you know sort of the the party to booziness ratio is got to be pretty good at that strength but loads of students were getting hospitalized because at the point where you'd sort of go oh feel a bit drunk i better slow down the caffeine and the taurine are punching you in the gut and going yeah up and adam and so people were just drinking far too much of it and getting ill and hospitalized and stuff like that but bloody hell it's just and so they they outlawed it, and they, it's been it's relaunched without the caffeine and the taurine in it. But then, just to you know, kind of compensate for that, some flavors are fourteen percent now. What? In some states, not in all states. Some states they won't allow that. So, it's if you go to Florida, unsurprisingly, you can have a fourteen percent dark fruits flavored fat can. Of, I, I mean, I'm, it's just giving me loco. you'd be you'd be ten centimeters dilated by by the time you drank that full oh can, God. wouldn't you? I know. And you'd be on your it way does, to I, work, stuck in a traffic yeah. jam. <laughs> As you can tell, I spent slightly too long researching Four Loco, all off the back of just simply reading an American making a throwaway joke about it. And I went, oh, I heard of that stuff. How have I heard of that stuff? And having to look it up. And yeah, it's bananas. But originally, until it was outlawed, a strong booze energy drink. Do you think the four tops with going loco down in Acapulco, do you think it was influenced by them when, when they did go down to Acapulco? Drinking four loco they, down in Acapulco. They were going through a low patch because obviously they hadn't had a hit for a while and they thought, here's what yeah. we're going to do. We're going to drink a load of budget booze and, and other stuff down in Acapulco. We'll get a cheap yeah. get a cheap deal. We'll stay in a static caravan. And, um, and we'll, we will come back with a hit record, guys, because if we don't, this is it. It's all This over. is absolutely it. And we'll hire um, a yeah. Suzuki Alto 
uh, and we'll just go around the <laughs> island because, you know, that's the sort of car that you'd hire. <laughs> and you'll all I, cram into it. Do you know it. what? I, I wonder if there's actually a place called Acapulco in Florida. I bet there is. So it's, what, they don't... There's, a, there's, there's all this, you know, you come into, like, I've been to a place called Naples in Florida, which is a, basically like Jurassic Park for people. But, so I wonder if there's a, there's a town, I bet there's a town called Acapulco in Florida that's one of those towns where Americans go to get drunk. I bet it is. And I bet that's where all of this comes from, the Four loco thing. Maybe. I bet it is. Ah. I bet it bloody is. Well, I'm sure some of our listeners, oh, our listeners in the all US know. will know. They'll let, they'll set us straight because they're very good at doing that. And um, but yeah, I just I, have you ever been to um, Key West? I I have never been to Key West, and I'd like to. I keep fantasising mm. about it. I'd like to drive. I'd like to do the Keys road trip anyway. Yeah, it's nice. Um, Key West, lovely place, and um, sweet, but it, it does. Place. You're in the sort of in the town, and you do sometimes just get this sense that it's where. Americans who normally live quite sober and sensible lives go to get absolutely shit-faced in a public setting. Yeah. Um, what, and then cast well, a fishing fine. rod into... Um, Someone's eye. Yes, I was going to say, or, or their own hand. They cast their own hand yes. out to see. <laughs> Although, oh, if I want to talk, I went to some friends of ours uh, have... Uh, uh, it's a long story, but they bizarrely ended up owning a fishery. What? Um, yes, yeah, some friends of ours now neither of them has any fish experience in fact our friend lewis is uh, or was a car salesman and um and bought a fishery they they bought this failing fishery in um bedfordshire what yeah sort of almost on a whim and um and uh and have turned it around and it's now quite thriving so we went up to see them and they've got their little what would you call it like the sort of baby pond yeah where they, where they have the and uh, so their their boys the same age as our boy, and so they said, "Let's go down. We're going to just get some, you know, catch some fish in the little the little baby pond and throw them back." Obviously, we're not we're not going to try and grill them. And um, I've never really been fishing in my life, and it was just it was just an hour of me constantly putting hooks through my thumb. It was a freaking <laughs> and trying not to show that it hurt because I was in front of my son and other people. But basically, and every time Lewis turned around, he'd be like, "Have you have you put it through your thumb again?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I have. yeah, it really hurts actually." Yeah. So, um, oh, that sounds it's nice. not exclusively drunk American. I but. used to uh, fish a lot, but now I don't fish at all. I'm the other way around. Did you? Yeah, when I was oh. yeah, like preteen and sort of mid mid teens, yeah, I used to fish loads, course fishing. Never did sea fishing, um, but yeah, always canals, canals, and um, so you you confident you could bit of um, lightweight poaching here and there, but you know different times. You are pretty confident you could bait a hook without putting it through your thumb? Yeah, I'm quite confident I could do that. I used to be able to yeah. ra- wrap my own spool or whatever they said. <laughs> Whatever they call it, yeah, I used to better do that. Yeah, that's just that's pathetic. Why am I oh, giggling at that? It's like when I said to you, uh, uh, what did I say the other day that I said I've got the builders in, and then immediately had to suffix it with not a euphemism because it sounds like a euphemism. I don't even know for what. It's because we are a pair of twats and we laugh that's about it almost it is, anything, yeah, yeah. which is why, in fact, I sent you the message that I sent you, which was uh, was barely even funny. Um, why didn't Which they ever make the Mondeo ST Elmo's Fire edition? <laughs> <laughs> so 
See, but I was going to reply funny. to you, and then I, I, I just didn't. It wasn't to funny it, enough, so you didn't reply. I know, I know. Well, that's it. But I thought my reply was even less funny because I was going to say they could have just done a, started selling Mondeos through Marks and Spencer with the St. Michael edition. But, <laughs> which that's actually I mean, funnier. Like, overseas listeners, I can't even be bothered to try and explain that because it's so weak. But um, Fiesta um, ST the, um, Elmo's Fire, Elmo Fire. I think it could be good. It could be good. Anyway, um, so so because I have got the builders in at the moment, and I've just, I've realised this is this has led me to like literally have got some builders in my house rebuilding our kitchen, and um, the I've realised I've got that thing where so the electrician came in, and we had to sort of decide where we want sockets because we're having the, the everything the layout changed a bit. And, of course, you know, I'm going a bit overkill because I said to my wife, you can never have too many sockets. So I was like, yeah, well, there, 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 there. And she's like, just let's – the whole wall will be sockets. Let's calm it down a bit. But what I've also realised is I'm, I'm trying not to do that thing where you desperately try and ingratiate yourself with the builders by trying to use technical terms for things when you don't really know what they mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So absolutely i did at one point the builder went well you know we could what we could do is we could we could move the radiator a little bit over there and i was like and i went yeah well i mean if you shifted the rad up there and i was like don't say rad you see if i was talking about a car i would have no problem saying rad because sometimes you do don't you but uh but, but you're i was like yeah you're out of your depth now, sound like you? i'm trying to use lingo yeah it's like me referring it's like me talking about football to another dad and using the term like top bins or something i'd immediately be sniffed out <laughs> I'll get, I'll get sniffed out. He's got an extra yard in his head. What? Yeah. I would have I'd said something, but I wouldn't have expression. said it with conviction. People who use these terms every day, or maybe don't, because in fact you sound like a dick using them. I don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> Part of the problem is you don't know whether these are legit terms. But the one I almost did yesterday, and I stopped myself, was when the builder went, he told me the electrician was coming in. And then later on, I was going to ask him what time the electrician was due. Yeah. And I was about to go, what time's your spark arriving? Oh, gosh, don't. And I thought, no, don't. No, don't, don't you dare. Don't. You haven't earned the right. It's don't like, you know, you, when, you know when you meet somebody new and you realise that some people who've known them for a while give, have a nickname they use? Yeah. And I don't think if you've just met somebody, even if everyone around you is using that nickname for this person, you've got to ease into that nickname. You don't have the right to use the nickname from the off. No. You've got to use their real name for a bit and then see how it goes. Yes. Because you don't know the history of the nickname. No. Particularly if it's something a little bit opaque. And you go, what? So, sorry, why did you call him Dustbin? Or Cat Shit or something? What is, is it <laughs> it's right? always that. Yeah, it's always Cat. Yeah. Cat. It depends. But uh, so I, 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 I was, I've had to restrain myself to the point where now I'm sort of talking to the builder a bit like a Victorian I'm just trying to speak incredibly, sort of precisely, using the full and conventional words for things, and I think he probably thinks I'm a bit weird. <laughs> You've gone full circle. 
You've gone yeah, from pretending have, to so. have some knowledge to almost now admitting that you're one of these people that wakes up in the morning and has to be dressed by someone. And, uh, <laughs> and yes, okay. Yeah, I thought we just moved the radiator about about two hundred up that way, and I'll be like the radiator. Yes, <laughs> can you move it twelve fifteenths of an inch? Two hundred watt. <laughs> yes, can you seven yards? Let's move it four hands this way, and then no, not quite that. But I'm just, I'm just. Don't use other people's lingo when it's not your world and you don't fully... You can't use it with confidence. That's what it is. Yes, that's it. You know, if I sort of looked into the engine bay of what had clearly been a, I don't know, modified Metro... Yes. I would have no... I wouldn't pause before going, bloody hell, has this got a blower on it? And no one would go, he said, blower, what a tit. He doesn't know what that means. Because I do know what it means and I would use it in conversation sometimes. That's right. But when I'm talking about electrical things in a kitchen you know even i was gonna i was gonna say two gang and then i thought don't say that because it might mean something different it might not mean what i think it means well i'm gonna so. move on to um a, a letter from a listener actually which is something we don't oh. do enough of you know that no um we we've got the, the, the honestly if they, if it was a real sack of letters it would be it would be a someone's spare room yes so i do apologize to all listeners who don't get a reply christ alive we've been doing this for th- three years now yeah Almost. No, we have been doing, no, we're three, doing three and a bit years. Yeah. This is like, you know, those um, amusingly shaped buildings where they keep road grit. Oh yeah, I, I drove past the one the other motorways. night when they were when they were full grit mode. Full. They were. Yeah. They were. Oh, what with what? So it's dark and there's like loads of really powerful lights. That's on. it. And there were those little bobcat yeah, diggers. Great, don't you they? know the skid steer bobcat yes. diggers that that really they. They don't really drive straight. I don't think they can drive straight. No, it's like having a little robot, isn't it? But there's a bloke inside it. It's great. I always look at those when, they've, when they're in full grit mode with all the lights on and go, God, wouldn't it be cool to work there? And you sort of go, well, maybe not, because it's probably quite cold. But it just looks like, because you've got a job to do. Well, it's, and you're it's helping urgent. the nation. Exactly. Can you imagine, though, if the head gaffer drives a Fiat Mirror Fury, so he has to park th- three miles away and walk <laughs> into work? <laughs> and then be hosed down before he can go back. Yeah, it's almost car. it's almost more it's dangerous great. than working near a nuclear power power plant. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. He he has met up, even if they're not really doing much with grit that day. He has met up because he has in fact decided to come to work this morning in his alpha suit. And he cannot risk even a fleck of grit getting near him. <laughs> he walks to work. Do you want salt in on those chips, Gaffer? No, 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 no. He I've got to get back in my no, alpha. No, he does, suit. he just walks to work. So all of his all of his frilly Italian cars are locked away and hermetically sealed. And he walks to work like eighteen miles. It takes some hours. <laughs> Can't get anywhere near the gritter base. Why don't you just buy a more galvanised car? No, 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 not not doing it. I only like old cars. Well, get I don't know. Get a nineties a Audi. They're golf. Just get no, golf. no. What I've uh, what I've actually done is I've bought a nineteen eighty one Citroen Visa. I see no problem with that as long as I only go near it once I've wrapped myself in cling film to make sure. None of my work salt gets near it. Oh, the work salt! Would, uh, I mean, it's making my work eyes salt. itch just thinking of the connect, the possible connection. Anyway, I think one um, of those salt buildings full of letters is what we would have if people actually sent us letters. But uh, a salt building full of letters. So I've got a, a. This is this is dated back to January, just to give you an idea of how slow and stupid <laughs> we are. But uh, this is a lovely email. Don't say which year. Don't, this is a, a lovely um, email from Richard Bowler. And he said, Dear Richard and Johnny, 
I'm a long-term listener and now a first-time emailer. Johnny mentioned in a podcast, Riding the Lightning, straight-piped slow ped guy. And this brought me some great amusement as it immediately took me back to 2002 when I was 12 and I was growing up on a mobile home park in the West Country. Nice. In order to traverse the mobile home park, you had to follow a 10 mile an hour heavily restricted one-way system all the way around and I lived on what I like to think as the Molson Strait of the site. Around the corner from us was a guy who must have been about four years older than me and his weapon of choice was a Piaggio Typhoon, which is about which he's put in brackets, which was about as much of a typhoon as a guff in a bath. Um, the typhoon would have been a few years old at the time and had obviously spent its entire life kept outdoors. So it was a two-tone of what I would describe as faded road salt, bin yellow, and Mark One Freelander bumper black. Of course. It, <laughs> Lovely references. Which is great references. Of course, it was equipped with the straightest of straight pipes. Now, the one-way system around our home park was very meandering, so you could hear this 50cc motor enter from some distance away, and then it would fade in, and then fade out, and then fade in, very much like a wasp or a blue bottle trapped in, in the curtains trying to escape a closed window. You would then hear it enter the Mulsanne Strait, where the twist-and-go throttle would be fully lit. Love the term lit. Um, mm. Now in 2002, we were very much still rocking the analogue terrestrial television. And as if the song of the typhoon's flatulent pipe wasn't enough, the real sting in its tail was the intense interference it would cause to our living room television. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. A, snow, a storm of snow would descend over the screen and our ear-numbing hiss, which would usually last just long enough to miss the crucial plot twist in that drama or the breaking news headline, or most importantly, the lap time set in the Suzuki Liana that Sunday evening. This would almost be immediately be followed by him on that fucking bike from my dad as the typhoon finally faded out of earshot and more importantly stopped jabbing our signal. Luckily, by 2003, two things had changed. We upgraded to digital freeview and SPSPG passed his driving test where the typhoon was swiftly replaced with an M-Reg Fiesta Mistral. Nice detail. Its most yeah. distinguishing feature being how he'd rattle can the rear quarter panel after some light accident damage, but without masking off the rear lights, giving them a bit of a boy George <laughs> eye makeup effect. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Keep up the good work and all the silly conversations. Richard, aged 32 years and 11 months. Thank you, Richard. Wow. What a great story. That's fantastic. Yes. In the typhoon. I hope if anybody else has got any untrusting stories about very noisy but slow moped people. Yeah. Um, the the noise to performance ratio yes. has to be wildly out of whack or wildly yes. huge differential, if you see what I mean. There was some seafront um, tromboning, actually, going back to when I was in Yarmouth the other week. It was a, quite a lot of oh, yeah. sort of loud but not very impressively fast um, sort of like you know, uh, like the theme tune to Johnny Briggs. If you're a child from the eighties, just sounds like someone's yeah. aggressively tromboning <laughs> after you down the road. <laughs> yeah, so crikey, blimey! What? I forgot to tell you about this. Has just reminded me. This is sort of relevant. Yeah, I had to go to drop a parcel off. That's not at, a euphemism, is it? No, again. <laughs> no, it's just checking. 
I mean, this is also an irrelevant detail. The, the point is, I went to a little post office based in a sort of convenience shop. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. To drop something off. And opposite the shop, there's a side road. And on a driveway of a house, there's a Lexus... A Toyota Sora. Oh yes, which is a, you know is a nice thing to see, a rare thing to see. You don't see them every day. No, you don't on someone's drive, and the bonnet's up, and the bloke seems to be doing some fiddling around with it. And then I went in, I dropped my package off. When I came out, as I was sort of just finishing my transaction, I could suddenly hear this enormous amount of noise from outside. And as I came out the front of the shop, the bloke was doing a burnout. On his own drive. What? In the, in the Sora? In the Sora. But I was like, what the merry fuck are you playing at? Because if that had gone wrong and the car had bitten, it would have just launched straight across the road and like up the drive opposite, I guess, and into his neighbour's car. Oh, my god! It was such a, a, a bizarre high-risk thing. And the Sora was sort of not quite fully on the drive. It was poking out onto the pavement, which is how I could see it and clock it from across the street but yeah you know the noise that a burnout makes oh i do very much so it's an angry was it was, aggressive was he on the limiter or was he backing off a little bit and fluctuating the, the I gas couldn't hear the the engine but then straight six i'm guessing yes lovely could have been a v8 but i think it's probably a straight six very smooth. Yeah. But yeah. On his own drive. I know. And it was like, but then, and there was smoke as well, just the smoke. And then as I was getting into my car, I was like, oh, the smell. Like, what? I wanted to go over and go, what are you doing? But I started thinking, maybe he does this all the time. I don't know why. Why would you do a burnout on your own, own drive? drive? But he must have been holding it. He must have, unless he's got a line lock or something on that car. But even so. Yeah. What the fuck? So I wanted to go over and just go, excuse me, hi, sorry, I was just in the post office over the road. I just wanted to say, what the fuck? Because it was such a, an odd thing to do. Like, I mean, the, the, the road that he clearly lives on is a quiet, it might even be a dead end. What an absolute like, flute. If you really want to do a burnout, pull out onto the street where at least there's a bit more margin for error. But yeah, a burnout on your own driveway. Well, not only that, though, there's not a great deal of artistry on a totally static burnout. I'm a big fan of the walking pace and the crabbing effect. And I think, uh, yeah. I think listeners may agree. You, you, you can start it static, but you instantly go into the slow crab. And then you, you, if, you, if you're careful, you can weave the slow crab down the road and maybe around some street furniture. That's when the real, mm. that's when the real talent, helmsmanship, comes into play. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, and if you're yeah, totally yeah. committed, which I think... Is dangerous, but I've seen it happen. Uh, you shift gears mid burnout, which is what? Yeah, yeah. First straight into second if it's a Manuel, or if it's an auto, you see if you can snick it into into another gear. But of course, then the smoke production just doubles, and the propensity yes. for an enormous <laughs> accident doubles. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. Yeah. Particularly if you're on your own drive. Particularly if I you're on know. your own damn drive. Was the drive about the length of the car? Yeah. Well, I mean, the car was already poking out onto the pavement. Oh my the drive, gosh! So possibly the driver's even shorter than the car. I don't. I couldn't. What well, I couldn't see whether there was maybe another car behind the Sora. Sorry, it sounds like there's a. Can you hear that? No. I think there's a Chinook going over. Oh, is there? There's something. There's a. Some kind of bastard big helicopter is passing near my house. It, do you know, um, it'll be Steven Seagal. Can you hear? God, that's really noisy. Wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up on uh, some kind of nerdish app because it's really loud. Anyway, but uh, no, I was, I was suddenly thinking that if you're the Duke of Westminster listening to this, you'll go, why couldn't you do a burnout on your own drive? It's <laughs> over four miles long. I know, I know. But uh, no, to, to clarify, this was a, a sort of nineteen, I would say nineteen thirties semi-detached house. Uh, with a normal sort of one car-ish length driveway, and so I don't know why you would do. You just wouldn't. On it. I, I won't dwell on um, either Dark Thunder Zero Blast or the Model Village that I went to. But I, one last thing I would say about the Model Village, uh, apart from the fact it's highly mm. recommended, is mm. there's a there's a there's a um, a church, a miniature church with a, a graveyard and, and grounds, and at one end of the church is a funeral going on. And they're lowering a coffin yeah. into the ground, and there's a hearse with wow. what looks like some flowers near it. And the hearse was totally inappropriate. It was a Honda Odyssey people carrier, which I what? kept. Yeah, which I kept. I, I just kept sniggering about. I've, I, again, I've taken a video of it because I was just so captivated, um, and doing my duty for you, the listeners. But on the other side of the church, someone was getting married, and inside the church, I'm pretty sure there was a like a. A, a choir service going on so it was a busy church schedule yeah. but I was a little bit troubled by the Odyssey was that a proper budget funereal situation where you've just got to clear all the seats out of the Odyssey first thing in the yeah. morning to get the cadaver That's in re- hmm. I don't know the sorry the Undertaker's really let me down and have you still got that Honda Odyssey or even worse that it's a it's a mate who's in the car trade and it, it, it's not taxed so it's just a it's a Honda Odyssey on trade plates oh gosh so it's taking you on your final journey oh so it's suckered on the, the, the number plate at the back suckered onto the rear window dangling with a piece of string they have those well there's also there are rules aren't there really about when you're with trade plates you're not supposed to have passengers no that's true. But does that, does that include the recently deceased? I don't know. I think it probably does. Gosh, so many questions. Uh, <laughs> well, if anyone, anyone listening works for, I don't know, who would that be, DVLA or someone? Yeah, just please get know. in touch. And I was going to say, if, if anyone's got a Honda Odyssey or wants to buy one, it's just reminded me, if you watch the video on the Late Break Show where I, had, where I did investigated dry ice blasting, which is an amazing cleaning process, um, the guy mm. that did it on my car, who's called the Blastsmith, has got an absolutely, <laughs> yeah, look him up on Instagram. He's got an absolutely immaculate Honda Odyssey, which has got like Olin suspension and everything. It's so trick. And he's, he's, he's selling it. And I'm, I don't have any need for it because I've got sufficient motors. Why, why does it have Olin suspension? He imported it from Japan as a really high grade import. And mm. so he knew it was minty. And when it arrived, mm. it had like adjustable only reckons it's got like seven, eight grand's worth of suspension on it. He said it's it's it rides and drives so well. He said it's absolutely lovely. That's nuts. Yeah, I know. And I I want it for no I mean, now you've mentioned a Sora, I've sort of thought that was an itch that I never really scratched. I quite like the Sora. Yeah, I mean they're they're still nice looking things. They are. I think it's also you I assume they're one of those cars where it would be 
almost impossible to find a factory spec one. Oh, nowadays, yeah, completely. They've all they've all gone down the derifto. I mean, they were a bit of a sort of Michael McDonald unbuttoned shirt, folding nose bridge, easy listening, especially with the slush box kind of motor. Yes. And now they're monster stickers, wide arched, yep. stanced. Raise alloys. Raise alloys, dirty four inch tailpipes saga, aren't they? Yeah. Now, with the big drift wand carbon drift wand or billet drift wand yeah they they always they always seem to have a like a tailpipe that you could get your head into i don't know why particularly they i suppose maybe they've just got good clearance on the on the back bumper and it's just a i think it's just a jdm style thing isn't it i don't think you need a four inch system that's a seriously big system that's sort of a household sewage pipe yeah kind of diameter but, uh, but there's going to come a point where the engine's not got enough back pressure to work properly, is it? It's just going to be actually having a negative effect on your Sora. But uh, yeah. they do. They, the, the six makes a nice noise in those, doesn't it? As well, mm-hmm. the six gun. does make a glorious noise. That era for probably all Japanese manufacturers is probably the finest quality control, longevity, mm. um, kind of, I guess, engine designs, um, ultimate efficiency. I think it's just wonderful. Wonderful. Do you know something really good about those Sauras? Our friend Gareth Jones used to have one. He did. Did he have it from new? Uh, I don't think it was new, but he imported it himself from Japan. He went to Japan and he bought a Sora and a Suzuki Cappuccino and had them shipped back to the UK. What an amazing duo of vehicles. Yeah. And um, the Sora had, not just his, but that's that shape of Sora I noticed from riding in his car had the most incredible door hinges really 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 beautiful door hinges like they were sort of slightly more complicated than normal door hinges I don't they, they weren't I don't know what they actually did that was different because I don't remember the doors opening in a different way but they just had this I think because the doors were so long and heavy and of course Toyota couldn't possibly allow anything which would compromise immaculate door fits so I think they were sort of just uh, was it a is it a pillarless? Was it a, sorry? Was it a is it a frameless door? No, I don't think it. That's a good question, actually. Now in my head, it wasn't, but now I'm not. I couldn't say with confidence. Shall I have a look? I'm going to Fan- have a look. I fancy a saw. Well, while you're while you're looking up sawers, which is amazing material for podcasts, um, <laughs> I'm going to just. I've got. I've had a. I've, we we did have back in Feb. Uh, an yeah. email from a chap called Ollie Ricks, and Ollie's sent us two photos, which I will put it on for the patrons this appeared on my facebook feed and i thought it was appropriate given the recent chat about car branded cassette tapes and cds that you could get with the with the car yes oh this the citroen xm classic choice collection oh have you have you you must have seen this richard i saw this what an amazing so you buy your citroen xm and this is the music that they want you to listen to Single cassette, okay, and I'm just zooming in on the what? What's it's all classical music. The one that troubles me slightly is track four on side one. It's called Rimsky Korsakov. Rimsky Korsakov. Yeah, him or her. Yeah, yeah, them. Um, uh, and it's from the. See, I'm not. I don't know much about classical music. Shahrazadi, the young prince and the young princess orchestra symphony de Montreal, nineteen eighty four. Oh, that one sounds like it could be strong. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on here, and strictly not for resale. 
it says at the end, <laughs> which I always like. Coming to a car boot sale near you, uh, or most probably landfill. But um, the Citroen XM cassette, I, I've got this yearning now. You know when you buy a car, and I think people listening can relate, when you buy a car that you're into, it doesn't have to be an exotic car, and you start to then want to collect paraphernalia associated with it. Yes, yes. And I've done that with my Honda Insight, and I'm starting to do it a little bit with my Element. Are you? Are you Are you paraphernaliaing? I'm paraphernaliaing because I get off on that. Because, you know, some people, yeah, I meet some no, people in with the Late Break Show where they collect cars, but they're not so interested in the restoration process or the... Um, the sort of maintenance themselves, they're interesting in the sort of paper chasing and the history chasing and maybe the finding of the odd accessory. So they'll get off on, oh, you know, I got the... Uh, what, what was that? Is it, is it a Citroen Berlingo came with a shopping basket or a... Oh. Didn't they come with an accessory yeah, like shopping little, basket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're in the Berlingo world and you've got the accessory Citroen shopping basket, you are the Don. That's it. You've got the... You've got the piece. And the same with um, Nissan Figaro owners. There was a couple. Of, if you've got the original cup holders, which were an accessory, or the parking oh. parking stick wand, which stick protrudes oh, on yeah. the front bumper. The ultra rare, yeah. ultra worth loads of money. Stupid money. Mm. They even mm. did, a, I think, an original colour-coded tissue dispenser that hung on the, <laughs> on, the, on the passenger side under the glove box. I mean, people will pay three and a half hundred quid for this stupid plastic box. What? Yeah, yeah, it's just daft. It's all daft, but I love it. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking now, I'm, I'm looking for element shizzle now, but of course most of oh, it ends boy. up coming from the loads. States. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's loads, now, mate, loads. Yeah. Jonathan Smith, have I got a car for you? Oh, talk to me. This is, on, this is on Car and Classic, because oh. it's so fantastic. Um, it's a 1991 Lexus Sora. Well, now, mm, see, that's it would be a Lexus SC, wouldn't it? Yes, it's but Lexus, it's okay. Because they, everyone just rebadges, don't they? But that's, that's okay. Yeah, it's um, okay. It's legal tender. 4-litre V8 Z30. Jingle. Oh, it does say SC400 in the ad as well, if they've been honest about it. It's got <laughs> Sora badges on. But okay. Anyway, time warp condition. 41,000 miles. It's the one UZFE V8, 4 litre. Oh, gosh. You won't see any Sauras for sale in this condition or mileage. They simply do not exist. <laughs> Is that what it says in the advert? Yeah. yeah. They do not exist. I mean, it does exist. look absolutely factory, though it's got what I... We, we would call Lexus backlights, as in those clear backlights that were made popular by the old IS. IS, oh, yeah, gosh. And I don't think those are factory on a Sora. SC400, but anyway, maybe they were, I don't know. It, anyway, it looks absolutely minty as anything. 41,000 miles, perfect engine and gearbox, etc. It's a bargain for that engine and mileage alone. Call to avoid disappointment. Oh, it's gosh. worth more in parts, so please don't send silly offers. I'm not desperate to sell and will rate for the right buyer. Oh, gosh, really? Serious buyers always call. Le- laying Fair down boy. the law. It, it's in, really quite an aggressive yeah, ad. There's but, like um, law laying going on. Yeah, yeah. Very low mileage and excellent engine, etc. The, the, the writer of this ad is a bit of an etcetraist. Um, et when I bought it, the gearbox had a hesitant reverse, so the car was taken to an automatic gearbox specialist in Huddersfield. £900 later, it had come back working perfectly with new parts, etc. So good for another 100,000 miles. They did not need to remove the box. Apparently, it was a solenoid. 
So you paid nine hundred pounds for a solenoid. Yeah, that's, I was going to say you've, you've been you've been reamed there. Been you? Done. But anyway, <laughs> it does look absolutely mega. Now it is eight thousand pounds, which is but it's a V eight Sora, right? But it's a V eight Sora. It look. I mean, they go rotty. I think that's the problem. I think this is what Gareth's Sora was eventually um, had to be binned because it, all the the rear arches had gone very frilly. Did he scrap it? More. He had to in the end. Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 it wouldn't. I think it, it, MOT was not kind to it. But, you know, it lived on the street and it was getting quite old. But, yeah, he was, he tried to sell it and then, in the end, it, it just had to go. So, um, but I don't know, or maybe someone had the engine out of it. Cause was it, sure a, was it a V8 or a 6? 6. Oh, man, but, that Sora sounds yeah. sweet, sweet car. Now, 8K. Sweet, sweet car. You could say 8K strong. On the mm. other hand, you could say that's a car for life. Yeah. You buy that car, you, you, you corrosion rust protect it, and you, you give it some you know regular maintenance worship. That is a car for life. And you'd be that guy. You'd be Sora guy in your local. So guys guys in their late teens would know, although it's unmodified, they go, that's the dude with the Sora. Does he know what they are? Does he know what he's yeah. got there? <laughs> yeah. It would throw all this these is- questions up. I mean, you're right. This Like this, with some slightly fussy alloys on it, it's it, and a normal sized exhaust or two exhausts on either side. Lovely. Yeah. This is full Michael McDonald spec. That is my that's folding nose you bridge. You drive this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say with the wonky folding sunglasses, <laughs> you would look magnificent. In this car. Oh, by the way, I can see from the pictures they do have um, door window frames on the doors. So oh, they are framed. Famous, interesting. But... Interesting. If I drove and a that, very interesting shifter. Is it a Cobra a very, head? What are we talking? It's not so much a Cobra head as just a. It's just a bit of a, a <laughs> stiffy shifter, basically. What do you mean it's a stiffy a big, shifter. It's just a big. It's just a big tubular thing that what, it's a dong? out it's with a, a button dong. on the end of it's it. It's a bit dong. It's a dong. It's a dong shifter. Yeah. <laughs> I do you know um, what we still um, get um, loads of Chody shift photos. Oh my gosh, do we ever? I mean, ah, now, hey, look, on that note, Chody shifters are great. We love those hand dryers. We've had a new, someone sent something the other day. It was a new hand dryer we've not seen before called, I don't know, like a sort oh. of breeze fox or something. It was just like, there's, I saw there's that. a lot of off-brand dryers out there. It was, wasn't it very generic? Yeah, very generic. There was one called a generic dryer. That was it. Yes. That was it. And somebody, I'm so sorry, I haven't, we'll, we'll try and be more organised about it. I think someone sent us one from Australia or South Africa or somewhere that was Here we go. A, a dryer that look like it says Porsche and when you look closely even though it's using the same typeface it's not what does it say piss it's, face it's something like pissy that, yeah. hands <laughs> piss mist um <laughs> can I just say though we have seen the uh there's a thing going around at the moment MOT testers putting in things they shouldn't to the advisories on people's MOTs oh. I don't know if you've seen this so on the advisory section they'll just add a you know it'll sort of say you know upper ball joint slight play offside rear tyre marginal tread yes. and then it'll just say owner has stupid hair or something like that <laughs> and these are all legit yeah uh, we windscreen obstructed who, by bad sunglasses yeah car is horrible colour was I think one of them <laughs> really um, yeah they're amazing and because you can in the UK you can check a car's MOT history and these are just screen grabs of that of those pages, so you can see the reg of the cars. You can go and check that these are not made up, and apparently they're not. That is these amazing. are all legit. So, this MOT test is just having a bit of fun. But anyway, um, 
we've been sent these about a hundred thousand times now so we're good we've seen them that's cool we've all seen them it's great we've also seen that the queen's x type is up for auction oh my gosh well i've entered it because it's for for charity i've i have entered it so if i win if i legitimately win that's that's our tour vehicle from now on in uh, I guess. Uh, well, it would have to be, wouldn't it? But um, well, or only um, if we go to Norfolk, it'd be Sandringham spec, would it be? Would, what? Would it, uh, and then, well, then just tip it over. Yeah, I would tip. tip I'd tip that. I've just found the hand dryer thing. A chap called Stephen Kipping has, mm. and he's put guys. Listen, is this a new level of lazy branding for hair dry- hand dryers? And it's called generic the the manufacturer it's trademarked generic hand dryers tm and there's mm-hmm. and there's a little logo next to the word generic which is a lightning strike which i think is very lazy branding <laughs> i'm going to say it, is it generic i don't know it seems very odd but thanks for that stephen i don't know if that's the uk or not i don't know if you're a uk guy but I've never heard of generic hand dryers. It's still no Mitsubishi Jet Towel, though, is it? No, it's not. Uh, just also for context, the, uh, if people do want to uh, enter the um, the draw for the Queen's X Type, uh, you've got until the thirty first of March, and all the money raised Please goes do. to uh, Comic Relief. So that's a very good cause. We will be entering multiple, multiple times between now and the end. Well, of if March. we all if we all have a syndicate, then possibly one of us or one of our listeners wins. <laughs> And we all have a chance of maybe having a go in the Queen's X type. Dangerous, yes. I, I suppose that's it. You, you open it up to the, a to mo- the community. Monarch spec average Jaguar. I mean, who, who wouldn't want that? Before we go, one more uh, listener message. It's a serious one, this, um, from a chap called Will Brown Bolton. Uh, Will says, My friend Chris Wood is a big fan of your podcast. However, at the moment, he's not able to listen. Just over a month ago, while on a work trip to Japan, he suffered a bleed on his brain. He had emergency surgery and his family have travelled to be there with him. Now he's rehabilitating in hospital. He opened his eyes last week, but his consciousness is still not clear as he isn't speaking or reacting yet. We're doing our best to get through to him and at work we're sending audio messages to hopefully help him find his way back to us. Um, So he's asked if we could do a short message. Um, He's a huge petrol head and has worked in the car industry for Nissan for more than 20 years. So, Chris, this is Richard from Smith & Sniff. Here with Johnny. Hi, Chris. Come back to us, Chris. We need to speak to you, okay, about matters that are very important, such as sports and transit. Transit. So, um, or more to the point, if you've been working um, around Nissans for 20 years, that's about half of the R35 GTR's production length. Yeah, so you know, gosh, more, you must have. Uh, yeah, you must have joined Nissan just around the time of the second facelift of that car. So, what a momentous time to be joining Nissan! It must have been very exciting to yeah. see that going through. Uh, to be serious, Chris, uh, we hope you can hear this. We hope that our stupid sounds have uh, brought some flicker of recognition and that you are on the mend. Get well soon, and we hope you are doing okay. Godspeed, Chris. Take it easy. And thanks for listening to this. I mean, listen. If you're going to listen to anything, I would not listen to this. But no, anyway. I wouldn't either. But it's, it's they do say it's funny with brain injuries and traumas and stuff like that. Sometimes the most banal and small things can bring about some recognition. But dear God, I hope it's not this. I hope it's something better. <laughs> anyway, um, we should stop then. But before we go, uh, I have three things to tell you. They are one. 
Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Exfoliate Grapes Show, in which Johnny needlessly rubs down <laughs> soft fruit with expensive skin conditioners uh, this week. He's smearing Yves Saint Laurent top secrets natural action on some red seedless. Uh, if that's not to your taste, there's always the late big show, which has got lots of excellent videos about cars, including a review of the Bid Atto 3, which... Um, uh, Johnny's, the Bearded Atto 3. Johnny's dressed, dressed as Drake. <laughs> Did you do that deliberately, or did you realise when you got on location that you were dressed as Drake and then decided to just run with it? I realised, because you're all friends, I the shoot was so cold and it was it was so difficult to shoot. I got there, wore, I wore everything that I had in terms of thermal, and I had so many layers on it. Honestly, it took me five minutes to get to take my clothes off next to the bed that night. There's one um, piece to I camera just, when you're standing next to the car, and I suddenly realised you've got your hand in your back pocket, and I was like, why is he doing that? And I was like, oh, it's because he's so cold. You just can't have your hands exposed. No, and I didn't want to put my hand in my pocket where the mic pack is yes. in case I dislodged it. I see. But yeah, I don't normally yeah. do the back pocket it's interesting what you notice isn't it it's funny because it's You're just observant just going, why has he got one hand in one pocket oh i see yeah i get it yeah um, honestly it was so cold i would have put all of my fingers in my bottom if it stopped me from being numb <laughs> but i didn't because it wouldn't they be cut that bit out <laughs> they cut that bit out well when i say they i asked for them to cut that bit <laughs> out you, yeah i think it's all good yeah 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 i just uh, yeah, uh, could you cut out that bit where i've got my fingers in my bottom please because it's just I, I, yes. I know i'm I'm talking about the trim levels at the time, but it is distracting. Um, I'm going through a low patch on camera. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the second thing I've got to tell you is that I've got various books out. One of them is called Boring Car Trivia 3. If you haven't already bought it, go and buy it. And yeah. the third thing I've got to tell you is guess where in Europe makes more small satellites than anywhere else? There's a city in Europe that builds more small satellites small and in fact satellites. makes more small satellites than anywhere in the world outside of california what 40 percent uh, of the world's small satellites these little things are just firing into space to do various sort of you know housekeeping things one city makes 40 uh, percent of all of them bruges glasgow Really? Bossing it with small satellites. And uh, on, that, on that deeply, deeply fascinating note, uh, it's time to stop. Thank you ever so much for listening. We will do this all again next week. If you want to send us a message about anything for us to put into our enormous salt storage facility of letters. Oh, yes. That's right. at smithsniff.com. And please remember to like and subscribe and leave us reviews, unless you don't like the show, in which case keep it to yourself. Yeah. Until next week, goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. You know just what to do Like and subscribe and review You know just what to do Like and subscribe and review You know just what to do Like and subscribe and review Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.